Good afternoon, this is Ketchel Kirkham with Looking Up, a few minutes in the middle of the week to think about astronomical things. This week, on the 3rd of July, we experienced the Meerkat Moon, which is the name of a July full moon in the Southern Hemisphere. It was unusually bright, with 100% of the moon's luminous surface reflecting the sun's rays, and was only 367,000 kilometres away. If you'd like to know more about Southern Hemisphere full moons, see F ah.org.za and look for the Heritage Moons, that is the Centre for Astronomical Heritage, and I'll put that website address on the podcast write-up. Last week, this broadcast was about why space engineering is boring. It's about flight heritage. There's that word again. Things you send into space, ideally, have been there before and have proved their worth. Novelty, which drives most tech development, is not the best, as it may entail faults which cannot be rectified in space, so space engineers try whenever possible to minimise risk. Tonight, hopefully, if there are no more delays, will be the final launch of the European Space Agency's Ariane 5 rocket from French Guyana. This rocket has been a workhorse and one of the world's biggest rockets capable of lofting a massive 10 tonnes of payload into space. There have been 116 missions since 1996. Among the many spacecraft the Ariane 5 has carried off Earth are the European Space Agency's Rosetta probe, the first spacecraft ever to orbit a comet, which launched in March 2004, and NASA's James Webb Space Telescope, which lifted off on Christmas Day in 2021. Ariane Space is now developing a rocket called the Ariane 6 to replace the Ariane 5. The new heavy lifter was supposed to see light of day, or dark of night, in 2020, but a series of delays have pushed it back to late 2023 at the earliest. Reluctance to take risks, which I went on about last week, is one of the reasons we're not hopping off to Mars. On a whim, these things take time and it's baby steps. The latest news about Mars is that NASA has created a mock Mars habitat, where four NASA astronauts will spend the next year. It's been a week since NASA locked four people inside a mock Mars habitat for the next year, and we've just received our best glimpse yet at what life inside these simulated space bases is like. Located at NASA's Johnson Space Center in Houston, Texas, the 3D-printed mock Martian base known as Mars Dune Alpha is the home of the agency's first-ever Crew Health and Performance Exploration Analog Mission, or CHAPIA for four crew members for the next year. This is the first of three CHAPIA missions NASA is using to investigate how to best design and plan for future missions to Mars. The four-person crew will live and work inside the habitat while coordinating with mission control operators to conduct activities similar to those expected of a real astronaut crew actually on Mars, including the 22-minute communication delay that exists between Earth and the Red Planet. What a pity they weren't doing this during lockdown. Anyhow, while the Chapier astronauts perform their duties, NASA researchers will be keeping their eye on the crew themselves, how they interact with their habitat and with each other over the course of their year-long stay. And this will provide crucial data that can inform everything from furniture layout and meal planning to crew assignments and equipment upkeep. For the crew, Mars Dune Alpha offers four separate sleeping quarters with a 1,700 square foot total interior. 
simulated Martian soil and the backdrop of red, rocky cliffs line the structure's walls to offer the Chapier crew as full immersion as possible while they perform research. And they will, in inverted commas, kind of return to Earth on the 7th of July, 2024. Isn't it nice to be out and about again? That's what I say. For now, this is Ketchel Kirkham, wishing us clear and lockdown-free skies. Yeah.